it's all about protecting the consumer. The roof is gonna leak. They're not the expert of everything. You know, they're not a plumber. The longest inspection I ever had the experience was like 12 hours. Hi everyone. Thank you so much for finding us on your favorite podcast app and or YouTube. My name is Joe Lee with Faith Wilson, Christie's International Real Estate. And my name is Jeff Chan, also licensed with Faith Wilson, Christie's International Real Estate. And starting from today, we're also known as the Mike for Vancouver Real Estate. Joe, how's it going, man? Looking a little tired there. Crazy weekend, hey? Good weekend, good weekend. Um, Congrats to the newlywed, once again. And uh, thank you for inviting us. Um, But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But on with the show. On with the show. First podcast, and uh, we chose one of a subject to talk about. Today is all about inspections. The most exciting topic in real estate. Man, I'm getting really excited and pumped up just thinking about it. Hence the coffee, right? But all jokes aside though, um, there's a reason why we chose inspection, Mm -hmm. right? You know, based on where we're coming, like the crazy market that we had last couple of years. And now, of course, where we're going with the news about the three-day cooling off period. It's all about protecting the consumer, right? We just came from about two two years, two and a half years of like, you know, pretty much subject free everything. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people might have forgotten about this whole inspection thing. So I think right now would be a good time just to kind of revisit this, um, give people some value about what is it about inspection that is so important and how does inspection actually play out Mm -hmm. and what are some of the misconceptions, right? So why don't we go first? What is inspection? Yeah. Well, in inspection, in terms of real estate, uh, you know, throughout the buying process, a buyer may choose to hire an inspector to come in, take a look at the property, and what they're hoping to find out is, hey, is this property as good as what it appears to be on the surface level? Right. Now, granted, the inspector is not going to be able to tell you with 100% certainty that this home is perfect, but they will bring you more awareness as to you know, some of the things that you might want to take a deeper look into or maybe hire a different professional and they will add value to the buying process, which is why, Joe, I, I think you agree, we, we're on the same page here that the inspection process is very, very important and we do recommend that every buyer hire an inspector before purchasing a property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because you know, nobody wants to, you know, buy something, get super excited, and then they go pick up the keys, and then, you know, it's not what it was advertised. Yeah, it's like, you know, we'll use this analogy when you're purchasing a, a used vehicle. You know, you walk into a car dealership, the, they sell you this fancy convertible, it's got leather seats, you know, all the bells and whistles, top of the line, premium package, whatever. You drive it home. Two days later, the check engine light turns on. You have a $10,000 repair. Um, and you're like, oh, what am I going to do now? Not a good feeling. Definitely not a good feeling, Mm -hmm. which is why the inspector in terms of purchasing home, they're supposed to tell you kind of maybe, Hey, this might not be the best purchase and this is why, or Hey, these are the things that you should be aware of and fix before buying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now being an inspector uh, for uh, properties is not, you know, Hey, sign up and off you go. Just like uh, being a, Realtor, a license is required, and I'm just going to quickly go over the different uh, qualifications uh, that you need in order to become a home inspector. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have a minimum of 150 hours of an in-room classroom setting. Um, it requires a license, obviously. 
You have to pass a provincially approved exam. I believe it's called the HIABC exam. 50 hours of field training with a qualified trainer. You have to do a peer review inspection. And you also have a report verification because as an inspector, you do have to compile detailed reports for the buyer and the, and the customer. Mm -hmm. And uh, three reports uh, will be reviewed. Yeah. And I guess what I'll also say is that, you know, inspectors, just like realtors, they come in all shapes and sizes. sizes um, some take the extra step and they continue their education beyond the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And some people, you know, they'll write their exam and they'll never open a book again. Mm -hmm. So choose wisely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, I just wanted to add on to what you said because you brought a really good point that just like realtors, um, uh, inspectors comes in different shapes and forms and stuff like that, right? I mean, that's why as agents, we always have a very deep pool of, you know, uh, inspectors in our pocket because not only are we talking about the different product types some inspectors only do you know different cities they don't do all the cities right mm -hmm. um, and also some selling inspectors might be only specializing condos right so that's why who you choose as an inspector or the agent um, recommend is very very important also another thing is like you know, the way they communicate right I'll give you a perfect example I mean this happened uh, a couple of years ago um, at a, had a buyer um, we pretty much bought a brand new home almost it's like under a year old mm -hmm. and then you know we let the inspector run the stuff i didn't choose this inspector right and then and then the buyer me and the buyer showed up right first thing he said he said you know you need buyers house to house first yeah. thing he says the roof is gonna leak oh <laughs> and then obviously you can tell the buyer's face was like oh my god isn't this a new home yeah and then me as an agent i'm beside i'm like i'm trying to put out the fire right i'm like where's the leak like, what are we doing? No, there's new home warranty. Like, I'm already trying to think about different options, right? And then the inspector was like, no, I'm not saying that the, the, the roof is leaking. I'm saying the roof is going to leak. Well, thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah, and then I thought, I, and I thought, it's like, well, is it because something was installed wrong? He was like, no, the roof's going to leak. I'm like, oh, eventually it's going to leak. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, yeah, obviously everything has shelf life and everything requires maintenance, right? But you can imagine as a buyer who's a first time, who's just spent over a million dollars and step in, that's the first thing she hears, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe he, the inspector was having a bad day, I wasn't sure, but that definitely did not start off on a great yeah. footing, right? So that's another thing I would say about inspectors as well, that um, the way they communicate is also very, very important and not, it's not one size, you know, shoes fits all, mm -hmm. right? Um, and another thing about inspectors I always, always like to tell people is that they're not the expert of everything. You know, they're not a plumber, electrician, handyman. Uh, what they do is they, they can kind of go through the whole house and if they feel like, okay, I see something, it's a little off here. Mm -hmm. What the inspector would then do is they would recommend saying, hey, maybe you should check out that. Maybe get a roofer to come check this out. Yeah. Maybe get a plumber guy or pump guy to come check this out, right? Because I feel like something's a little off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way I like to kind of put it is that they're more of a medical doctor and the family doctor. And then they come in, you know, oh, I don't feel well. You go in and they're like, oh, okay. Well, it's kind of your stomach. And then I can't figure out if we, I can't figure out just by looking at it uh, with equipment that I have, I'm going to send you to a specialist. That's how I think about inspectors. Mm -hmm. They're kind of like that M MD, medical doctor. Uh, and of course, whatever is needed, then, you know, they will suggest you to wherever. Yeah. Right? So they can tell something's not right, but they might not necessarily have the full answer. That's right. 
that is that is absolutely the case, yeah. right? And another thing I just wanted to also talk about inspectors is that they do have their limitations, mm. right? Uh, I think the biggest limitation is they can't move stuff. For example, like you you, well, you go in, it's a very beautiful house. You know, as a buyer, obviously, like I want to check everything, of course. Right? But they're they're restricted with furniture placements. For example, if there is a huge bookshelf right here with full of books, the inspectors is isn't gonna take all the books out, shift the bookshelf forward a little bit, yeah. and check what's behind this wall. There's just like unfortunately, there's a bunch of stuff I just can't access it, right? Mm -hmm. And for good reasons, honestly, right? Can you imagine if an inspector goes in, does thing and start moving things around, and something breaks? Who's paying for it? Who's paying for it? Yeah, the agent, the buyer, the inspector. Because the seller ain't gonna be happy, that's yeah. for sure, right? And plus, who likes to get their stuff touched? Yeah, right? especially personal stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So please just do understand that. Uh, with a lot of buyers, sometimes they were like, "Why didn't you check behind the couch?" Well, the couch was probably like twenty thousand kilograms. Like, you yeah. know, they can't move it, yeah. right? And then if they move it, they scratch the floor. Who's paying for that? Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So that's some of the things just to kind of get the feet wet in, in terms of inspection. But Jeff, why mm. don't you just kind of let everybody know if there, you know, people are doing inspection, how long does it generally take and what happens afterwards? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, we all know that no two properties are the same, mm -hmm. but a general rule of thumb, we would probably say a one bedroom condo may take 60 to 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, a townhouse, probably about two hours or so. Mm -hmm. A detached home up to like four or 5,000 square feet, three to four hours. Now, if you're really, really balling out and you're going to these West Van mansions, it could take up to six hours. So the bigger the property, the longer it's gonna take. But shortly after, the inspector will compile a detailed report for the buyer, because that is the client. But please make sure you guys read that in detail and you understand exactly what you are buying and what the inspector has presented to you. Do not treat it like the terms of conditions for your new iOS and just click agree and forget about it. You are paying for this and at the end of the day, that report is meant to protect and educate you as the buyer. Correct. Funny thing is uh, when you're talking about timeline, I do remember it's like the longest inspection I ever had the experience was like 12 hours. That was fun and it wasn't one person doing it. it was and like I don't think team. the inspectors get paid by the hour, do they? No, I don't. So yeah, <laughs> Ugh, that one, uh, I don't know, man, that one might be a lose, uh, lost money business for him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just here for 12 hours. Um, but thank you so much for that. And obviously now we're gonna get into the interesting part is what happens after you get this report. Mm -hmm. And this is where things can really go in many, 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 many directions. But before that, like, oh, well, which direction we go? I think the first thing I must say is that there is some misconception out there, especially for consumers, is that the seller is not obligated to fix anything if right. they don't want to, right? Because, I mean, it's really for the buyer's peace of mind, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in the market that we just came from, right? First of all, I don't even know why I would let you put a subject to inspection. Let's just say that, okay, I took your subject to inspection, you did the inspection. And then you're like, oh, fix this, 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 this. I'm just gonna be like, no thanks. I have like seven other people here yeah. who's willing to do it subject free, mm -hmm. right? So no, I'm not fixing anything, right? When the market changes, obviously, you're the first offer to, uh, to the seller in like, I don't know, let's say 120 days. Yeah. Oh, then you can really bank on the fact that the seller pretty sure wants to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. I want all my electrical outlets changed to purple. 
Yeah. I want a 60 inch TV, leave it. <laughs> like, and that's all part of, you know, position of power depending mm -hmm. on the market, right? So that's the first thing. Now let's say that, okay, the seller does want to work with you in regards to, you know, after the post inspection stuff, right? Then it really goes into two different paths. The first path, which is the path that I usually uh, uh, take when I was kind of newer in the industry was I get the seller to help us fix it. Mm -hmm. Now there's obviously advantages, there's advantages of it. Advantage, very easy. You don't have to think about it. Yeah, it's all to, done before you get the keys. Exactly, you don't have to worry about anything, right? Yeah. Well, the disadvantages is quality control, right? right? Let's be honest. By the time you're talking about who's fixing this, all this stuff, the subject is probably already removed, right? Mm -hmm. So in the seller's perspective, the home really isn't his anymore mm -hmm. or his or hers anymore, right? So how much effort do you think the seller is going to take into re you know, repairing it? You're lucky if he gets a handyman. Mm -hmm. He might just do it himself. Unless you've written it into contract, you need a professional guy to do this, right? But even then, you think he's gonna go find the most expensive, like the most detail-oriented person? No, he's mm -hmm. gonna do the bare minimum that will pass this and just get it out of the way, right? Definitely. And sometimes that expectation differences, it gets the buyer really, really disappointed, mm -hmm. right? So that's definitely the disadvantage of getting the seller to fix it, right? Because I always like to say, good is an extremely subjective term. Mm -hmm. What is a good car? What is, what is a good kid? What is a good TV? What is a good computer? My good, your good, his, her, her good, it's all completely different based on our experiences, our upbringing, mm -hmm. right? So never really just, oh, make assumptions like, oh yeah, they'll do a good job, yeah. right? Maybe they did do a good job in their mind, mm -hmm. but in your mind, you don't think that's a good job, right? So if you want to avoid that, then obviously we take the other approach, which is ask for money. Right. Yeah, I mean, everybody loves love asking for money. Who doesn't love more money? Yeah, exactly, right? Um, and then even asking for money, there's two different ways into doing this, right? Uh, but before I get into that, though, let's just talk a little bit about the advantage and disadvantage, right? The advantage, we already talked about who doesn't like money, you have more control, you get to hire the handyman that you like. If you know how to fix it, that's even better than, you know, you just do it yourself, mm -hmm. you know, save a little bit in your pocket, right? So that's definitely the really, really good part, right? Um, and then, of course, when you're talking about cash, there's really two ways to kind of get that cash. The first one, which is the one that I, I see more often, which is a credit on the statement of adjustments, mm -hmm. right? So basically, you know, you go to the notary office, there'll be, you know, credit, debit, and all of a sudden it'll be, for example, 25. I'm just going to use 25 going forward. 2,500 was the repair, uh, the agreed repair amount. Then you just get 25. It's like a cashback. Basically, it's a cashback. And then you can take that money and then, you know, you, once again, if you want, you can fix everything yourself, go buy a nice couch, go buy a nice TV. If you don't know how to do it or you don't want to do it, go hire a handyman that you trust yeah. in using that money, right? Another way of doing it is really just reduce the price. Now, of course, we all know the benefit of just completely just reducing the price. You just pay less tax. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a lot. I mean, twenty five hundred. Like, how much could that be? Like, you know, twenty five bucks or something like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> but hey, uh, that's lunch. That's dinner. Yeah, that's a Big Mac combo right there. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, the 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 disadvantages would be it doesn't seem like you have a cash back, right? So what would happen is that if you spend all the money buying the real estate, well, you don't get extra cash 
into repairing it, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of something that people also want to uh, think about as well. No, it's not right or wrong. I just feel like it's very, very, very important that after the report has been received, that you sit down with your agent and just be like, hey, this is what's happening. Which path do you want to take? How comfortable are you with repairing it? everything or do you even want to do it yeah because yeah. everyone's in a different financial situation exactly 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 right so that's kind of what i would say in regards to the after the uh the effect but mm -hmm. before we move on though there is one thing that i just wanted to quickly touch base is if you are getting the seller to fix it for you please please write into the contract that you will want to go back three to four days i don't know pick a day right before completion for you to see the repair or whatever they promise you to do, mm -hmm. right? Because let's be honest, by the time you get your keys and you're a happy buyer, it's a happy day, possession day, you open up the, you know, your condo, your townhouse, your houses, and then maybe out of five things, you know, the seller maybe fixed four. What are you gonna do? You really gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna take this guy to court, small claim court, and try get him to fix this. Sure. Theory sounds great, mm -hmm. right? But in reality, just getting your file looked at might be like one or two years. Really? And we're not even talking about lawyer fee, like mm -hmm. any of this stuff, right? Do you really want to go down that path just because maybe there's a hole on the drywall? Probably not. <laughs> it's, and it's frustrating, really, mm -hmm. honestly speaking, right? So it's always best to make sure that everything was done as per promise before possession be proactive mm -hmm. not reactive please. that's right that's yeah. right because let's be honest once you get the keys good luck trying to find a seller yeah unless there's something really dramatically wrong with the house then that's a completely different yeah. but a small thing like this good luck what's that thing our managing broker always says willing buyer willing seller that's and everything's right. all good exactly exactly mm -hmm. right um and another thing to prefer a lot of consumers i, I just I always like to remind them is, um, you know, because their emotion gets involved, is that for resale especially, we're not buying a new home. We're not. There's bound to have some wear and tear, right? And there's bound to be a little dent here, a little dent there. Mm -hmm. Please don't expect the house to be absolutely perfect. It's not a new home. If that's what you're expecting, go buy a new home, yeah. right? Go buy a pre-sale. Yeah. Right? Then you don't have inspection, you have a deficiency walkthrough, which we'll cover in a different podcast altogether in the yeah. future. Right? So we're more like buying a, a demo vehicle or, you know, a lightly used one. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, the dog. Well, rough, rough. <laughs> I got some furry friends. I know, right? Um, so that's kind of the basic stuff that I want to just quickly cover with inspections. Mm -hmm. Now, Jeff, you ready? Let's do some quick rapid fires for other people just to kind of get some other questions out of the way. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, first thing, uh, first question. Do you need to be there during the whole duration when the inspector is checking? Can you guys imagine if uh, you were buying that home that took 12 hours to get inspected and you stayed there for the entire inspection? Mm -hmm. So the answer is no. Nobody has four hours even to just sit there and wait for an inspector to do their work. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm better off going to watch a movie with my friends and having dinner afterwards and having some drinks, mm -hmm. right? It actually impedes the process if you guys stay... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that actually scared me. We're actually very dog friendly people, but yes. uh, they're just a little bit excited today to see us. Uh, as what I was saying, uh, it actually really impedes the inspection process. Mm -hmm. So it is advised that uh, you only show up maybe towards the last half hour of the inspection. Mm -hmm. 
Then they'll go through a walkthrough about what they found. They'll take about maybe up to 24 hours to compile a final report, mm -hmm. and then that'll have all the details that you uh, need to read over. Yeah, I'm not an inspector, but I'm just assuming that the inspector also doesn't really want the buyer to be there literally from the beginning, right? Be because, come on, let's be honest, if, if this is our home, and then, you know, if the, for example, that client that we had, it's like literally he was there from the beginning, right? Yeah. He turned on the dishwasher. He hasn't even opened up his folder yet, the inspector, mm -hmm. and then the buyer is already like, are you done yet? How's is, it going? Yeah. Is Are you done yet? Yeah. Are, is everything good? Um, how's the dishwasher? Is it leaking? Oh, you have to check this corner over here. It's like the inspector was like, I, I know. I, I, of course, I, I understand, right? But then you, if you keep asking them those questions, you're just dragging that time away, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why? Why are you doing this, right? Mm -hmm. And let the experts do their thing, right? And then just go in and enjoy the report. Yeah. Alright, second question. Um, since not everybody's buying houses nowadays, there's obviously people buying townhouses and also condos. Um, do inspectors check the common areas? Oh, the common areas, such as like uh, the roof. Okay, well, really depends on the property management company mm -hmm. and whether or not you can get a hold of the property manager in the first place. Uh, not throwing any shade, but you know, sometimes uh, they do get really busy. So putting in a request to see the roof uh, can take some time already. So please be prepared and plan for that. But the answer is, depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Mm -hmm. But please communicate with your realtor and you know, they'll do their due diligence for you as well. And mm -hmm. if you're not allowed access to the roof, or the inspector, I should say, the realtor should still seek some documentation mm -hmm. to give you an idea about the condition of the roof. Yeah. Maybe uh, it's in the depreciation report. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of those extra documents, obviously, especially for stratified homes for us to be able to kind of track back on those things as mm -hmm. well. Uh, it's funny though, that kind of reminds me of, uh, there's that one deal that we did, um, Request we requested um, uh, to check the roof and the boiler for the building. Mm -hmm. And I remember like, we didn't hear anything back. I yeah, think I think it was already already after completion, <laughs> the keys were handed over and we finally got an email and it said, no. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, okay, thanks. <laughs> well, too late now, right? Um, other things about uh, inspection a lot of people generally have is um, picture frames, wall hung stuff, and TV mounts, mm. right? Um, what are your thoughts on these? If it matters to you as the buyer, have your realtor write it into the contract. No handshake deals. If there's one thing you remember today, write it down mm -hmm. if it's important to you. Mm -hmm. Do not just go by word of mouth. Exactly, because if you don't write these things down, I'm gonna say 99 out of 100, you're gonna get holes. When, you, when they take the pictures down, you're gonna get a bunch of holes on your wall. And I mean, picture frame holes, like they're very, very small, yeah. but for some people, they, it matters. And that 1% is if you're buying a home from your mom or dad, right? Exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> or you're buying a new home, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. The other thing, of course, is TV mount. Now, TV mount is always quite interesting um, in terms of like, do I, do I want this? Do I keep this? Like, what happens? Because I don't wanna get too technical about it because like some TV mount doesn't work for some TV. Some TV only works with a couple of TV mounts, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't talk about it, then you're either gonna get a TV mount and you just pray that it will work with a TV mm -hmm. or you're gonna get six holes in a wall. And maybe it's patched, but most likely it's not patched. It just has those holes in there. I mean, if you like to live on your life on the edge and dangerously, then don't write it in, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, and of course, you know, when do you write it in? Should I write it in? It all depends on the market, position of power. Once again, if the market is good and you're telling us like, if I don't want this TV mount, remove it and patch the holes, He's probably gonna be like, no, 
I'm going to sell it to the next guy, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, now, of course, when the market is slow, they'll probably be like, okay, fine, we'll patch it, right? And then what we deal with that afterwards, like, you know, painting and stuff like that, um, that's other discussion, like mm -hmm. whether or not you want the seller to paint, paint the whole wall for you as well, right? Market dependent, market dependent, right? right? Yeah. Um, and since we're talking about picture frame, TV mounts, you know, um, one question I have is, um, for resale especially, how much should a consumer save as mm. their back pocket for, I guess, fixing up the place? Yeah, you know what, like, the cost of buying a home quickly adds up. And then now we're talking about inspections and, and keeping another piggy bank. General rule of thumb that uh, I'd like to advise my clients is that you should keep about 10% of the purchase price just as a little bit of a safety net uh, for any unforeseen repairs that might come up. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, let's do some quick math here, you know, million dollars, 10%, 100K. Now, that 100K does seem like a, a quite a bit of money, you know, when, as a safety fund, but you probably won't need to use all of it. Mm -hmm. We just advise that mm -hmm. because it's better to have more than not enough. Exactly. So if you're in a cash positive position and you're in a good spot to keep that aside, please do it. But it's definitely, by all means, not a do or die. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, some of the most common thing that a lot of people want to do once they move in is a new fresh coat of paint, mm. sometimes new flooring, right, depending on the quality, right? Some people say they want to change the toilet or change the toilet seat at least, just personal hygiene stuff, mm. right? So, yeah, I would definitely say keep some um, and then definitely don't put everything into the purchase and not have any money on the side to mm -hmm. do any of this, especially in resale, guys. So that's very, very important. And remember, this is just for older homes. Yes. Yeah, we're yeah. saying like 10, 15 years or more. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, renovation is, that's another, obviously another conversation altogether. We're really just talking about like, you know, easy touch-ups here and there, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's pretty much enough about inspections to be honest yeah we did talk about it a lot so why don't we just quickly summarize uh, kind of the key points and key takeaways about the inspection process right Let's do it. so the first thing we want to make sure is that we hire a qualified inspector for the home that we're buying mm -hmm. right number two is we do want to make sure we review that report in detail mm -hmm. so that there are no surprises mm -hmm. Key reminder is that this is not a bulletproof vest. This isn't going to save you from everything, mm -hmm. but it is going to give you more information than if you were not to use an inspector. At the end of the day, it's a peace of mind kind of thing. That's right. Now, That's from what comes from the report, we have to determine how we want to handle it. Are we going to ask the seller for a price reduction? Are we going to ask the seller to fix it if that's even an option? Mm -hmm. Or we're going to go fix it ourselves. That's right. But reminder, discuss this with your realtor, plan what works best for you as the buyer. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. Um, what a way to start the first podcast. Wow. I know, right? Um, well, I guess uh, thanks everybody to listening to the first episode of the Mike for Vancouver, Vancouver Real Estate. Estate. And I'm Joe. I'm Jeff. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to provide you with a lot more content. And if you guys uh, do enjoy the show, you know what to do. Subscribe, leave a comment, or shoot us an email, which we'll leave it somewhere down in the video. Yeah. And you know what? Realtors, buyers, please, if you have some crazy story about some things you guys found during an inspection that you want to share with us so that we can share in our show for our next episode, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Okay. Well, see you guys next week, guys. Yeah. Have a good week. Bye.